There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Alfred Lord Tennyson mentioned to Admiral Zheng He. <laughs> when Voyager 2 left the heliosphere. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> the last pod is the best pod, yo. Yo. Who knew who knew we were out of the heliosphere? We now? are in interstellar space, my friends. It is it's we have gone beyond. We have uh, we have gone beyond the final frontier. Here at the last pod on the right. And we are so glad that you have joined us for another edition of this podcast, Fabulosity. I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Abel. And we got a lot in store for you today. Uh, real quick off the top, because before we get into anything else, I wanted to mention this. Uh, with the whole Doral and the G7 thing, yeah, yeah. he was trolling them. Oh, oh he was hey, screwing why not? with them. Why not? <laughs> why not? You know, that was just like, watch what I can make them do. <laughs> like, I know we're not going to have it there, but. But watch this. <laughs> so he totally Freak goes out. out. He says, oh, we'll have it at Trump uh, Doral. And they're like, what? Because he knew they would freak out. Oh, yeah. And they did. It's just like Donald Trump at this point. It's like the it's like one of those bad horror movies from the eighties, like The Puppet Master, starring Donald Trump. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yes, dance for me, my beauties. He's, oh, 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 oh. He, he's like the guy that plays with his dog and then acts like he throws the ball and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. It's totally true. We are glad to have you here with us this week. Uh, whether you joined us through our website at laststopontheright.com, found us on social media, Twitter being available to you at laststopotr. Yep. I have not been super Twitter active this week. Uh, I've been busy and and just have not had time. Twitter's garbage. Well, and Twitter is such a dumpster fire. I mean, you think this program is a dumpster fire, <laughs> and it is. It now, is. I don't want you to. I don't want you to think that we're trying to add any, you know, qualities to this show that we're well aware it lacks. <laughs> <laughs> but if this show is a dumpster fire. Twitter is the whole freaking junkyard, the man. whole dump, and it's it like the worst. It's the part where they put all the diapers and stuff. It's uh, bad. Mm, it's so bad. Mm, it's just terrible. Mm, uh, we also have a Facebook group that is very active. Yep, and uh, we would welcome you to join us there at uh, the Last Stop on the Right Facebook group. You can find Mikey and me. Yep, through there if you so desire. Of course, always email us through the site, as I mentioned a moment ago, laststopontheright.com. And, of course, I'd like to welcome you joining us on uh, through the Spreaker, Spreaker or other um, podcasting platforms utilized by the great guys over at KLRN Radio, of whom we are proud to be a tiny little part that they don't mention at parties. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, they're here, too. They're oh, filler. Yeah, they're KLRN Radio, America's podcast network. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> got some good got some good quality programs on there. Yes, don't just yes. don't just assume that KLRN's entire offering is uh is at this level just because of this podcast. No. The last pod on the right is not an accurate representation of the podcasts available through KLRN radio. Hey, standards have to start somewhere, <laughs> you know. Well, it's, I like to up. think of us as the guys that make it so you know how it's like a grading curve. You yes, know, yes. you know how the kid in the class that's the smart kid. And part of the thing that makes him the smart kid is that you compare him to the dumb kid. Right, we're the dumb kid. We're the dumb kid. <laughs> we are the dumb kid. So, Mikey, 
I know we got a bunch of stuff going on this week that we need to get into, but why don't we find out what some of it is? Let's take a look and see what is in the dumpster this week on the last pod. Right. Uh, impeach all the things. Impeach everybody. Everything. Everything. I don't care. All, everything. I don't care. Yeah. I wanted away from the mic to have me a drinky here, but I don't care who it is, what it is, whether or not it is even impeachable. Impeach it anyway. Impeach it. They're going to try. Just, just they, are, they are still at it. Uh, we got crime time, the deep state. Maybe in deep doo-doo. Uh, this, we're recording this on a Friday. Yes. Uh, John Brennan was on with Anderson Cooper on CNN, and uh, dude looked about... He looked like an old-school mobster when the cops are downstairs. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not... He's not at the point where he's jumping out a window, but he's definitely looking at it. Right. Clapper. I mean. Which way am I leaving? Um, Not about a front door, fool. Uh, short memories, the Democrats sure have them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything, everything old isn't new it's, No, again. it's not. Uh, sex on the brain, science or science fiction? We're going to try and get into that a little bit later on if we have time. Because there's this story coming out of Texas with this kid who is seven. Oh, God. And his adopted mother, or no, it's they had the kid by surrogate. The parents split up. Mom is Almost is essentially, actually, she's not almost or essentially, she is trying to forcibly transition this little dude, James Younger, into a girl. Right. Over her, over the father's objections. Mm -hmm. And there's a court battle. And the fact that there are people on that, involved in that, or not involved, tangentially involved because they're commentators or whatever, that are actually taking mom's side in this is beyond belief disgusting. to me. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's it's full-on child abuse. I hate it. It is full-on child abuse. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but even when I was seven, if you'd come after my genitals with a knife, I would have been like, oh, we going to fight. Hell no. I'll go go find daddy's shotgun, and we're going to see if we can straighten this out. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got one around here somewhere, Pop. Where is it? <laughs> All right, well, hey, but, uh, but, but before before we get to all of that, oh God. it is time to really lower the standards, lower the quality of the last pod. Is that even possible? Yeah, it's, it this, could, is, yes. this is going to be yes. a miracle of engineering, my yes. friends. <laughs> uh, let's tune into this week's Grade 8. This week, Uh-oh. we are honoring the anonymous resistance operative in the government. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> New York Times favorite new buddy. Yeah. Although without the free space in the uh, New York Times. Oops. <laughs> no free space. We're not getting it. Nope. Do I get a book deal? <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably not. It's oh, the uh, it's the grade eight. Tell all books we don't want to read. Oh, okay. I'll just say this anonymous dude, free space in the New York Times. He's he's already, he or she is already a resistance hero. Book deal coming up. And I'm like, oh, come on. We've seen this before. I saw it last night. Oh, come it's, on. It's, Again it's, with this nonsense. Yeah. Unfounded hearsay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, uh, kids, yes. we have found a list. This is the definitive library of a tell-all books that no one should ever have to read. Okay. And they're out there, out there, just you know, warn you. I'm ready. When you're at the airport and you're looking for something to read on the plane, choose something else. They don't take one of these. Go, just popular mechanics or something. I mean, don't make it complicated, it's, okay? Even Archie Comics, <laughs> just something. You know what? Nothing that Jughead does will be as dumb <laughs> as anything you're about to hear on the last pot on the right. All right, the grade eight tell-all books we don't want to read. Number eight, My Fight Against the Plumbing Patriarchy. By AOC. <laughs> because disposals are sexist. Yes, they are. And evil, and clearly. 
I mean, <laughs> number seven, grade eight, tell all books we don't want to read. Number seven, internal affairs, getting down with Willie Brown by Kamala Harris. <laughs> I'd actually know some people that would read that. I know yeah, some people who would read that. It might be, like, be interesting. <laughs> Willie Brown would read it. Yes, he'd he, be like, because you know how he's out there, like, yeah, I got that. Willie uh, Willie Brown's uh, already read that. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> he already. He's read like, it, read it. I wrote it. I wrote it. <laughs> okay, number six. Yep. The grade eight tell-all books we don't want to read. Eyes can read good by Joe Biden. <laughs> Poor Joe. Hey, that's uh, that's four words in a row. That's, uh, that's that, big for Joe. He's stepping he, up. He can read. Well, good. S- somebody got Joe an editor. <laughs> Number five, grade eight, tell all books we don't want to read. Tuesdays with Moses, a firsthand account by Bernie Sanders. Wow. <laughs> I thought wow. that was him. That was a book of Exodus. Right, you know, I remember there was the one guy, and you're like, wait, what's his story? That's Bernie Sanders. We're crossing that? That's Meshuggah, man. We're not doing that. <laughs> What's Meshuggah? 40 days? You must be outside your mind. I got I got three houses, fool. I'm going home. Home, you. Yep. <laughs> All right, number four. 21,000 days to a better berry body, the Barack Obama workout. <laughs> a better berry body. 20, 21,000 days. Homeboy, that is every day of his life. <laughs> yep. Well, ever since I saw that exercise video, and they got uh, Obama working out. You know, they got that video uh, of him working out in right. the hotel gym, and I'm like, oh, this is the saddest thing I've ever freaking seen. Like, <laughs> dude had like a, a negative two pound weight. There was actually helium in them. <laughs> Like it's actually harder to hold the weight down, and he was still having trouble getting it up. Yes. <laughs> 21,000 days. 58 years to look like this by Barack Obama. All right, number, I don't even know. Number four, three, number three, number three, the great eight tell-all books we don't want to read. One 1,024th Little Indians by Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Just, just a one one twenty fourth, one one thousand twenty fourth of an Indian. <laughs> Agatha Christie just rolled over in her grave hearing that. By the way, <laughs> one of, one of my kids uh, said, "I'm going to dress up as an Indian and be oh, Elizabeth yeah. Warren for Halloween." Really? Like, oh, that's nice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> she should dress up like in the pantsuit and it'd be like, "What? I'm an Indian." <laughs> yes, pantsuit wearing a with a feather in her hair. With a feather in her hair. Number two, the grade eight tell-all books we don't want to read. Are you there, God? It's me, Beto, by Robert Francis O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's about uh, right because, you know, he is a teenager. Oh, no, he just looks like a teenager. He just looks like it. So, you know, good teenage level book for him. Uh, and the number one, number one great, great of the great eight tell-all books no one should ever have to read. Men are from Mars, Women are from Hamas, A Guide to a Happy Marriage by Ilhan Omar. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should read that. Nobody. Well, unless you're going to marry a sibling. Well, that's true. So in order to defraud immigration, in which case, definitely do read that, yeah, it. I mean, I would think that would be pretty much a first-hand user's guide. That is the guidebook. We did have an honorable mention, by the way. Oh, yeah? If I ran again for president by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so that's a great eight. Tell-all book. Well, because they've got this anonymous dude that popped up last week. You know, he gets all the free space. This is supposedly an operative in the federal government, in the Trump administration, right. who is, who, I don't know if it's a dude or a chick. I'm going to go with dude. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. 
a liberal. Somebody, it's a, you know, the the libs don't like it when conservatives start talking about deep states. Oh, that's tinfoil hat conspiracy theory nonsense. Right. That's X Files. And yet, there's this guy who is doing that? who is doing exactly <laughs> what people are when you say deep state operative. This is exactly what we mean. Right. And they're like, oh, that's conspiracy theory. But then they're putting him in the New York Times. He's got a tell-all book coming out. And this is an operative inside the federal government who is actively working to damage the operations of the Trump administration. If a conservative had pulled a stunt like this, not only would they not have been feted with you know a couple of column inches in the, the August New York Times, not only would they have not received a book deal, they probably got a jail sentence. Right, yeah. You're absolutely right. I, you know, they and the, the libs would be out there. The Democrat media complex would be lining the streets to lynch this guy, person, nope. woman, whoever the <laughs> hell it is. But because they're resisting, because they're part of the resistance, they're celebrated. They get, yes. you know, I mean, I'm like, man, hell, if I thought about it, I would have gone joined up the federal government early on and just whoever's in, in power just work the other side. Be like, nah, be a reporter's best friend. I mean, that's. The fact that that's even a career choice tells you how far around the bend these guys have gone. That's you're right. Yeah, I know we weren't going to lead. How messed up it is. I know we weren't going to lead with this, but I wanted to get into it because I'm I'm just sitting here. I'm going. This is amazing to me because this is literally what conservatives mean when they say deep state, and right, libs are right. like, "There's no such thing." And then at the same time, they turn around and say, "But look at this this hero of the resistance." I'm like, this is an individual who. In, no matter what else happens, is actively damaging the ability of the federal government to function in the manner for which it was elected, in the manner not only for which the administration itself was was elected, but I mean, how can you do your daily job? Uh, you know, the, la- the last if you're anywhere near this guy's department, you know, your life is more difficult because there's somebody actively trying to upend you, no matter what you do, and you don't even know about it. La- last time I checked, that's called treason. Well, I wouldn't. I'm not going to go so far as to say it's treason. I'm not. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's treason. I think it's I, I, actionable. I, I will hang him. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Mikey's over there tying a noose. He's like, "Oh no, you go ahead and say it's not treason." Tie the noose. <laughs> Man, we're gonna give you a first class trial followed by a first class hanging. Yeah. Well, it's they constantly belie themselves. They constantly prove themselves to have absolutely no. I, I'm not gonna say moral but political or even logical center. It's just like whatever it takes, no matter what it is, if it's bad for Trump, if it's if it's Trump, we're anti, and if it's bad for Trump, we're pro, no matter what it is. And I'm like, this is still, this is somebody who ostensibly is in a part of the federal government where they have the ability. I mean, if they're going to pull this off, you know, if you're just some guy, you know, folding envelopes in the basement of the State Department, nobody really cares. Right, right. I mean, you're just some dude over at the Department of Treasury whose job it is to move beans from column A to column B. Other than maybe, if you really wanted to, finding a way to skim something off the top. What do you, you can't do that much. This is an individual who is in a position to actively affect not only policy but function. Right. So now we're talking, and of course, anonymously. Of course. And that's just cowardly. If you're such a tough guy. If you show your face, if it's so important that people understand the work you're doing, I mean, and the idea of celebrating somebody doing this is beyond That's belief. Right. I mean, to be honest with you, were there a conservative in the Obama federal government who had been pulling stunts like this? I'd have been like, no, he got to go. Yeah. 
I disagree with everything morally, politically, logically that Obama thinks, stands for, does. But if you have an individual who is damaging the function, I mean, that's our money, man. Right. You know, we pay for these guys to try and and get crap done in a reasonable amount of time and in a reasonable reasonable budget. Somebody like this is making all of that more difficult. Mm -hmm. That's money out my pocket. So as far as I'm concerned, that alone, you're fired. Because I... You, people listening to the last pod on the right, whether they're doing it through our website, whether they're doing it through KLRN radio, or even if they hate everything conservative, they're living in California, listening to, I don't know, the, the crazy weed hour on Jerry Brown radio. You're paying for this guy to not do that. That's not what you're paying for. Well, I'm serious. Though. I, I know. I mean, it's I money the, out your. You pay your taxes. It's money out your pocket. I was like, is there really a show called The Crazy Weed Hour with Jerry Brown? There should be. Yes, there should. There really should be. I'll there bet you there's be. a Crazy Weed Hour in the governor's mansion every Friday. I'll put that out. I'm there. sure. Does he? Uh, I'm just saying, Jerry Brown. Somebody. somebody there that, is no way you can convince me that Jerry Brown isn't hitting the bong every was, single was day, toking it up. I'm sure. Well, you know, and and and, and somebody's always burning something out there. Well, because you got the whole state's burning at the moment, yeah, but the, you know, we're the whole state's we're part on fire it, anyway. And exactly. there's sections of the state that never catch fire that really should. Isn't that the thing about California, Stan? The parts of California stand to catch fire, never the parts that you wish would catch fire. No. It's always like the beautiful mountain vistas or, you know, something like that. It, it's never like downtown San Francisco. Right. I'm like, oh, light it up. Right. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Look at this place. They have a poo app. You know, they, there uh, they is don't an need. app that you can download so you <laughs> to know to which place, where all the poo is in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, set that on fire. Right, right. Yeah, you know, go ahead, but well, you know, leave the mountains alone. Come on, Mother Nature. I still, I know she's like she's think, up there right now. Going, I missed. Damn it! I still think earthquake. Everything from the valley slides off into the ocean. Fine by me. Bye. Take, we'll, take, go we'll, ahead, draw a line straight down the central inland valley of California. Stand yep. everything to the west of it. And yeah, I know there's a couple of places it'll be a shame. But you know what? If I really want to go play Pebble Beach, I'll buy a freaking plane ticket and visit the island. Yep, we'll go. <laughs> visit, visit the country. I mean, there's not much else. I, parts of San Diego were nice. There's not a lot happening yeah, in no. California that I'd be like, oh, man, I missed out. No. So, and, yeah, go and, ahead. You know, in Northern California, it's not bad. It has function. Right. I mean, there's parts of it that are worthwhile. But you know but what? There is a town. In Sacrifices North- have to be made. We, well, okay. We <laughs> it's for the betterment of society. You can't sacrifice the city of weed. Is there actually a weed California yes, in abso- Northern California? Absolutely. So there's a city in Northern California where they grow all the best weed in America. That's guess, named weed. I guess its name is weed. That's all I know. I'm on, I'm over here. You keep talking. I'm over at your computer booking plane time. Like, can we go there? It's pretty small. I don't care. North North Central. They can fit my big butt then if they <laughs> got room. That's true. That's true. I will go live there. That's true. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, 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 kids. Come on. Don't. Stay off the weed, kids. You know, there's a time and a place for stuff like that. It's called college. Yes. <laughs> One of my nephews is has a birthday today. He oh, is yeah. officially like a full-on teenager at this point. Oh. I know. I'm like liver spots exploding in my hands just saying that. <laughs> and I, I, you know, and I, my brother and sister-in-law do a wonderful job raising their children. They don't need, they certainly don't need my input. No. Not that I have offered it, because I would never. Right. But were they to... Were one of these little kids 
they're not so little anymore, to ask me, hey, what do you think? I'd be like, hey, all of that stuff that your parents tell you not to do, they're right to tell you not to do it. And when you get to college, you're going to do it all anyway. Right. So don't waste time now. Wait till college and then party your butt off. But don't tell your parents. Nope. That's all I can tell you. Go ahead. Moved to Weed, California. <laughs> but wait until you're old enough because you're going to miss out on stuff. All right. So uh, I want to get back to the impeachment thing. You know, we want, I was mentioning the deep state stuff with Anonymous a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't help but notice that James Clapper looked like he was about to poop himself on TV last <laughs> night. Well, they know they're in trouble. Clapper, Comey, you remember Comey told, said under oath, I believe, that Clapper didn't know any of that stuff was happening until Coates walked into the room. Right. And we now know that that's impossible because Clapper himself has made comments proving that he was well aware of what was happening. Mm-hmm. So the bar, and I'm, we'll get to the impeachment in a minute here. So the bar investigation, I'm going to call it the bar Durham investigation because U.S. Attorney John Durham is leading this. So right. We're trying to figure out the whole Trump-Russia thing that has now been conclusively debunked. Mm-hmm. Well, where did it start? Who exactly what were the roots of this, because I think there's a reasonable amount of evidence now that this was, you talk about deep state, that this was an Obama administration effort to submarine Trump on his way into the White House. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what Durham and Barr are now look. well, I guess Durham more than Barr, but Durham works for Barr. They're looking into it. And say, okay, and apparently we learned earlier this week that that investigation has shifted from a simple inquiry to a criminal inquiry. Somebody go go do some big house time in a big house. You're right. I am fascinated by that because, and again, while the libs continue to insist there's no such thing as the deep state, there definitely is. John Durham may be, I I, know they're they're hammering him. You know, you got Nadler and Schiff out there, Inspector Pantlo and the human thumb. (laughs) This morning, I mean, the moment it became apparent, they were ready with their statements. This is garbage. They're just trying to muddy the water. This is crazy. Barr needs to be impeached. I'm like, you guys are awfully shifty. And you seem awfully nervous about this. The fact that Clapper literally, I mean, he was sweating bullets. It was like the scene from Basic Instinct, and he was the guy that played Newman in Seinfeld. <laughs> I, was, I mean, he was just sweat just pouring off this guy. And I'm like, that's because he knows he might be in trouble. And if somebody's going to go down for this, it's going to be somebody like that. Because I can guarantee you it ain't going to be Barry. No. Even if they were to find video of Obama ordering these guys, Clapper, McCabe, Comey, the rest of them, to find a way, by hook or by crook, to submarine Trump, even if they found video of Obama ordering the op, Barack Obama, and I'm just going to say this now, and I want to say this on the last pod on the right, and I know you're going to hear it on uh, KLRN Radio, America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio. Dot com. Because I want you to hear me say this. Okay. Because I, I know a lot of conservatives, you know, you see it out there, social media, it's media, et cetera, and they say, oh, I want to see Barack Obama do time. Barack Obama will never see the inside of a cell. Nope. Let me just, de- let me just dis- disavow or dissuade you of letting that notion get in your head. I know. Even if Barack Obama personally ordered the op, and there's, and he probably did. He right. was probably aware of it. Yes. I have a hard I'm, time I'm, believing yeah. he would not have been well aware of it. I mean, this had, he had the most corrupt attorney generals, attorneys general in history working for him, Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch. Okay, there, I have a hard time believing that he was not aware right. of what was going on. Lynch should be nervous. Lynch should be nervous. Yeah. 
Comey should be nervous. Clapper clearly already is. Mm-hmm. And McCabe. I mean, lawyer up, boys. Uh, what I'll say about this beyond that is to simply say that, uh, um, well, I do kind of like the idea of, of Obama in the joint. I have to say that, though. Mm, yeah. Because, you know, he'd be somebody's bitch within minutes. <laughs> I mean, that skinny little pencil neck, you imagine him walking in, a, in the prison orange? There'd be a bidding war. You go eat that cold bread. <laughs> I'm going to buddy your bread, boy. <laughs> I'm just saying, he would be, ain't no, I mean, ain't a way to, it's, I think he'd probably do okay, though. I mean, it can't be that different from his marriage. Ooh. Yeah, well, you know, there ain't no way he's the boss in that house. No, uh, no. I'm not no. making Hell a no. statement about Michelle Obama beyond simply saying that watching their interactions and Barack Obama's general beta maleishness. There is no way in the world that that dude is the boss when those doors are closed. No, you're right. But they, uh, but I just want to, I want to disabuse everybody of that notion. Right. That Barack Obama will ever face any consequences for anything he's ever done. No. Because he hasn't yet. And he's about 60. He's out of the White House. It, beyond that, there'd be no point. No, you're right. I mean, what are you going to do with the guy? You're going to send him to prison as an old man? Fine. Comey, Clapper, McCabe, Strzok, Page, Hey, Lynch, Holder, bye. fine by me. Bye, I'm not, Felicia. I'm, somebody's going to have to, you know, it's like, uh, what was the, the movie? The Nick Cage, the last good Nick Cage movie, National Treasure. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to go to prison. Somebody. Somebody got to go to prison. Well, I think I might help you out. I might be able to help you out with that. The, uh, the Durham probe is now a, a, an official criminal inquiry, and some guys, I want to look at, I don't want to look at Brennan again because he might melt. Like the dude from, like the dude from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> who Mulvaney? Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't think you were going to say it. Okay, last pod on the right note here, real quick, and we're break we're breaking out of this because we got to do this. Uh, Mikey, you noticed something about the director of the OMB, Mick Mulvaney. Mick the other Mulvaney. Day. Yeah, I swear. As soon as and I, I saw didn't him, think of it until you said it, I and saw, you're right. I saw him on TV. And he, he, he is the Gestapo guy from the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the guy that grabs the medallion in the fire the and dude burns get, the crap out of his hands. The dude that and gets then, melted yes. by the, uh, the when they open the ark. Yes. You Americans stress all of that. I, look, we're not saying it. We are not suggesting that Mick Mulvaney or anybody in the Trump administration is a Gestapo. <laughs> no, no, no. But he, he looks like him. He That's does. It. That is totally it. I hadn't thought of it, and then you and said he it. He popped and up, like, and I was like, oh, my God, he's about to reach into the fire and grab the medallion. <laughs> you said it. I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> and then when you said it, I was like, holy crap, you're right. Uh, okay, so moving away from deep state stuff. Yes. We, we have right up front state stuff. The impeachment inquiry, <laughs> such as it is. Uh, you know, and we've I've got some thoughts about this that go beyond just the fact that it's obviously stupid. I mean, it's, it, we all know what's happening now. This right. is just, it's one tomato after another. Hopefully, eventually, when they throw one, it's rotten enough that it sticks to the wall. Right. They can have all the meetings, all the press conferences, the all the anonymous helpers, whatever that they want. The fact that Adam Schiff, the human thumb, whom I will continue to say, based on his activities, represents a threat to the safety and security of the United States of yep, America. I'll agree. I'm comfortable. I am comfortable with that, and I am not being hyperbolic when I say it. Right. Because this is not, you're trying to destabilize the entire country by doing this out of purely partisan animus. Hillary lost, they can't accept it, and it's still going on, and that's all it's about. Yep. 
and uh, to destabilize or attempt to destabilize the entire nation based on what amounts to electoral butthurt is insane. Mm-hmm. So he, I would say, and because he has the nominal power to make some of this continue to happen, to keep this stuff going, I would say that represents a threat to the country. So yeah. I would call him an enemy of the state, and uh, I'd be comfortable with that. However, they've been in these skiffs all week, these see these secure compartmentalized information facilities. Yeah, because well, they've got one in, in the in the Capitol. Right. You go downstairs a couple, of, it's below the Capitol, like two floors down, three floors down. And he's been holding his impeachment inquiry meetings in this room. And we all know, he's like, because we want to make sure that the, that wit, the potential witnesses are able to comfortably blah, 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 and, and share their stories without fear of being blah, you know, whatever, outed or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We, the real reason is because he could control the flow of information if he does that. Because you can't go in there and record anything. There's no reporters in there. So the only information will come out would be provided by people who are actually in there. Right. Which, and because we know that the Democrat media complex, they function on leaks, especially during the Trump administration. They get something, they take it out of context, they leak it to the right reporter, it shows up. Right. And becomes part of the narrative. That's how they operate. This gives Schiff a, a a clean room in which, essentially, to operate so he can issue only the leaks that he wants. Right, right. Hasn't produced squat yet. And then the GOP went in this week and ruined it for him, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I did the too. Way. They went bananas. You would, the Democrat media complex would have thought that these guys were, they were like, they st- Stormed the meeting. Yeah. They stormed. Matt Getz brought his cell phone. There was storming going on in the building. And I'm like, when the Democrats sat their butts down in the front of the house, in the front of the house chamber, I didn't remember what the hell that was about. Oh, because of so-called gun violence. Right. Remember when they had their, all these morons are sitting up there and they're sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh, they're so brave. You know, every time liberals, whether they be politicians or just run-of-the-mill idiots or Antifa thugs or whatever, occupy something that doesn't belong to them to make a statement. Right. Remember the Occupy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Occupy filth. And by the way, that's Antifa is just the Occupy guys under a different... It's the same idiots. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were brave. They were standing up. But uh, Republicans go into a skiff in order to, to... you know, disrupt what is a a coup attempt by by members of the U.S. House of Representatives who are operating as real enemies of the state. Right. I mean, at least they brought Chick Fil A. <laughs> That's true. Why they even fed the reporters? I thought that was nice. That it was the nice. G- of them. The GOP provided free pizza for the reporters. Mm-hmm. But that that's oh my god! I can't believe they stormed it. It's treasonous. How dare they? That's, it uh, tells you so much about who these people are. Right. And it trans and it segues very nicely into our next topic. Uh-oh. Well, we were talking earlier about how everything old is new again. Mm-hmm. You know, how uh, short memories and all that. And it's not lost on me that if you examine, and I'm not just talking about this deep state nonsense with this anonymous clown, and I'm not just talking about, uh, you know, their, their freak out because Schiff's coup operations were interrupted by Republicans walking into the room with Chick-fil-A. Right. Hey, you got Chick-fil-A. Come on. A little gratitude. No doubt. I mean, but all of this stuff, it's like everything that the Democrats say that they stood for up until the moment Hillary conceded-ish. Up until the moment that Podesta came out on stage that night and told everybody to go home because they didn't know what was happening. 
I mean, I'll never forget it because he comes out and they're all cheering and he gets to the mic and he looked like some, it looked like his, his dog had died. And I'm like, Whoa, oh, something's wrong. And he tells him, Hey, listen, all right, everybody go on home. We'll have a statement in the morning. And you knew at that moment, no matter what else, cause they hadn't, of course the media wasn't calling it yet because they had been instructed by the Democrats not to, no matter right, what. Right. That was the moment, the moment right about after sent, you know, West central Florida, you know, this first of the guys in the central time zone popped in and it became apparent that Trump was going to win. Right. Since that exact moment, everything the Democrats have said that they have stood for has changed. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, if you think about it, everything, you know, before that it was elections have consequences. Now they don't. Before that it was try winning an election sometime. Now it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, before that, it was if you don't accept the results of the election, then you're a traitor. And then it was that was gone too. When it comes to the bigger political picture, you've got the Democrat media complex actively engaged in continuing this ridiculous, and it's fake. The this impeachment thing, right. it's not even real. Right. There's there still hasn't been a vote. Nope. And she's delayed it till November. <clears throat> right. Okay. That in and of itself, would be evidence enough that these guys are just... It's, it's got nothing to do with principle. Nope. It's, it's got... A, I mean, it's all about Trump equals bad. Yep. Orange, man, orange man bad. Copyright 2016, Democrat Party. That's the only guiding <laughs> principle that they have left. And that's, right. I think that reflects in, some of the, in the reason some of their clown car participants, the 2020 field, have gotten so far off the reservation. Sorry, Liz Warren. <clears throat> <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> hey, what do you think Thanksgiving dinner's like at Elizabeth Warren's house? Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a thought for you. I mean, well, you know, that's why they're so far off to the left now, because there's no central force in it. There's nobody to triangulate. They, don't, they need a Bill Clinton is what they need. Uh, yeah, you're well, right. I'm, you're not, right. I'm not saying that in a... I mean, nobody needs a Bill Clinton. Certainly, Hillary never did. <laughs> <clears throat> none of the those, only person none of those I girls can... on Paradise Island do. <laughs> no. Oh, excuse me. Oh, did you go there? Excuse me. Yeah, you went there and rented a, a very inexpensive condo, I believe. <laughs> now, I mean, the only person in the universe that ever needed Bill Clinton was Chelsea Clinton. You're right. That, she needed yep. him to be around, but that's about it. But they don't have that guy anymore. Their elected power people are all. You know, trying to this deep state nonsense, trying this ridiculous impeachment charade. And I would call it that because it's not a real impeachment until you have an impeachment inquiry vote. And they're never going to have it. They're never. It's never coming. She's all oh, we're going to delay it till November. It's like the fifth delay. It's never coming. It's going to shift a chance to stand on the platform, presumably on a booster seat or something, because he's a little man. Delaying it to November of 2023. Yeah, I'm saying you, by the time these guys actually have the impeachment vote, Barron will be finishing his second term. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi will be 170 years old. Oh, we're finally having our vote. Uh, isn't isn't she already? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sitting there going, well, Nancy, you go ahead and have that vote. I'm not sure that the HOA of Shady Acres really has that much authority, <laughs> but you have your vote, honey. You go, girlfriend. No, it's, but it's, they've gotten so far off the <clears throat> reservation. Sorry, Liz Warren. <laughs> that they've lost, there's nobody to hold them together. You've got the, the people that are actually. Actually, uh, you know, the impeachment people who are playing this ridiculous game. Right. You've got the 2020 candidates who have gone bananas. I mean, let's be honest. 
And I'm not saying this from a partisan standpoint. And I've been clear about it here on the last pod on the right. On more than one occasion, I've said, as of about 2015, if you had said, pick a conservative that you would like to see run against, you know, probably Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. for the White House, Donald Trump's name was not on that list. No. Hell I mean, no. come on. Hell no. It wasn't. And I'm not saying this as criticism of him. I'm just saying it wasn't somebody I would have thought of. No. He wouldn't even have made my top 100. I would have been on my own list before Trump. <laughs> I'd have voted for you, man. I know you would. And boy, I tell you, with that mandate, we would be having some fun right about now. Yes, we would. Uh, but seriously, you know, and they've, Trump becomes president and they've lost their minds. You look at the 2020 field, there's not one of these people that legitimate. I mean, come on. It's like I was saying, Trump in 2015, not a guy on the list. If if a couple of years ago, nobody, none of these people, I mean, really, Beto O'Rourke, maybe when his balls drop. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, that's not a serious contender. No. I mean, who is the guy? There's a, there's a, a TV ad running Oh, yeah, that's right. By the way, uh, Tim, Tim, Tim. Ryan, Tim Ryan quit. Yeah. Is he the one that was running the ads? Aww. Tim 2020? Bye, Tim. I mean, I know you're just sitting there going, "Wait a minute, who are you?" Yeah, exactly. That's but, how uh, I am with a lot of these. I mean, well, it's I like know, they're I like know. they're they're Democratic presidential candidate so and so. I'm like, who? You realize that the only person in the 2020 field that's still in the 2020 field who makes any sense at all is Tulsi Gabbard, and they are after her like she stole something. The the, the Clintons are going to kill her. They're calling her a Russian asset. Exactly. The Democrat media complex is now openly describing her as a Russian. Asset. She, and she's standing up to Hillary. Because which, she's standing up to Hillary. That's why. But I let's like, just say. I like her. I mean, I, well, I like her fine as far as it goes because I recognize that she may be a liberal and she is. And I don't want people to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to the last part of them right, do not in any way mistake this for an endorsement of her because, no, I mean, she's not. She would not be, from a political perspective, an acceptable candidate for me to vote for. Right. However, I can acknowledge the fact that this is a, a person. Of some, she's the kind of liberal, and there aren't many left, that a normal human could have a normal conversation with and possibly get along with. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. You and I both have friends who are liberals. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, because it doesn't define (laughs) them. So many of these people, they can't be your friend. Liberals cannot handle dissent, but that's what's happening. They, the average liberal lacks the intellectual wherewithal. I'm sorry if this offends you. I'm not that sorry. Uh, (laughs) Let's be honest. Sorry, not sorry. Let's be honest. I'm not that sorry. (laughs) The bubble that they live in. There's nothing else in there. They will not, cannot, and you know, listen to anybody, anything from outside the bubble. Right. It's dis- it's derided, dismissed, and hopefully destroyed. You can't it's very hard to be friends with liberals because they don't they can't at the moment it's something about conservative politics. Oh god, we can't have that. Right. Uh Tulsi Gabbard is one of those rare liberals who is thoughtful enough to recognize that we are still all Americans, theoretically. Right. We our our goal in in some I would suggest to you that most liberals no longer share this goal, but are the average American's goal you know, not, I mean, your average American's goal in life is to make enough scratch to be able to pay your bills, send your kids to college, regular stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, but on a, on a grander scale, I mean, you want your country to succeed. You know, you, you want America to be strong and safe and powerful and, you know, a successful, I mean, we this is the, the shining city on the hill. Right. You want that. I mean, in a, in, a, in a metaphysical sense. It's not on your mind daily. No. 
But, right. but Tulsi yeah. Gabbard, I believe, shares that. The average liberal does not. I'll go ahead and say that. That sounds inflammatory. I honestly believe that the average left winger in this country no longer considers America something to be rooted for. Okay. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, if it's American, they're going to take the other side just because it's American. I mean, hell, these, some of these people are literally uh, supporting ISIS. We have members of the U.S. House of Representatives who are actually supporters of Islamo-fascist terrorism. Right. We have members of the U.S. House of Representatives who are actual communists. Right? That's not American. Nothing American about that. You're uh, you, America's best interests are not in your heart if you are a communist. It's not possible. Right. And I'm not saying that from a from a partisan standpoint. I'm saying that's a simp- that's science. If you are a communist, then you have then you can't support America. You just can't. Right, right. You just yeah, well, and you would explain why they're trying so hard to turn America into the Soviet Union. It worked out great for the Soviets. Yes, it did. Mm. Okay. I mean it is. It's stupid. Right. This deep state stuff, the 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 impeachment nonsense, all of this crap that they pull every day where it's like, Oh, we got another scandal. This time we've got him. They don't have him. They're never gonna get him. They don't it's just because they think that they, it's because the, the leadership knows that they're not going to get him. Because if they were going to get him, they'd be having these votes. They'd be, they'd be getting him. Yeah. They're just, this is, <clears throat> this is manna for the masses. Right. They're keeping the people in the bubble placated with a weekly litany of, oh, this time we got him. We've got an anonymous whistle. Speaking of anonymous whistleblowers, remember the whistleblower? The mm. Ukraine thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where'd that guy go? I- Oh. Uh-huh, yeah, I couldn't help but notice that one's disappeared back, pretty back, quick. Back to the State Department? Um, <laughs> excuse back, me, the CIA? No, no, you mean back to Adam Schiff's office. Well, that's true. Yes. Because they, they dropped it. Because there wasn't a thing. Because there wasn't a thing. It's just like the steel that we said. It, man, it's like the the entire last pod today just ties together in a bow, and I didn't even mean it for it to do that. It all ties together. And every week we have a new scandal, and I just pointed out, you haven't heard about the whistleblower in a minute, have you? Nope. No, because they've got anonymous. They've got the, and then next week it'll be another thing. And a week after that it'll be another thing. And it's not just stupid because it's obvious what they're doing to anybody with an IQ higher than like potting soil. <laughs> well, you know, just, yes. if you're, if you are, if you can avoid adding a partisan slant to what you're watching, you would realize, I think. I think it. The average American is bright enough to realize this is this is nuts. Right. They're not have if if they had them, they'd get them. They would. Get as, as Mikey pointed out, as you pointed out a minute ago. Yep. If, you would get him. Yeah. You, I mean, and I keep saying they're doing all this behind closed doors because they don't have anything to show. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing because if yeah, if we walked in and said, "All right, show us your work," they wouldn't have any work. The guy was right. They would have no work to show us. In school, you got penalized for that. You can uh, write your yeah. answer down, but you got to show your work. Show your work. Talk, we have talked before on the last pod on the right about my, and I believe that they don't have the resources that they need to pull this off. And I mentioned a minute ago how they need a they need a triangulator. They need an anchor, a Bill Clinton type, somebody mm-hmm. that can still turn around to the average American who's working, you know, who's the the picket fence and the two point five kids in the station wagon or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they, he, you're still on our minds. It's clear that the rest of these guys, the average person in this country is never on their mind. And Bill Clinton was always very good at being able to present a face for the Democrat Party to America that still convinced enough Americans, no, I'm your best interests at heart. Right. They don't have that anymore. 
And I don't think that they have the resources, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, to pull this off. Not just because the their 2020 field is is just ridiculous. Right. I mean, they're clowns. I mean, it's, and I'm not saying that like the ha-ha clown car. That's a cheap joke. I mean, seriously, these people are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There is nobody running for president as a Democrat right now that has a shot. As it stands, Trump is going to beat these people by the curvature of the earth, whichever one they come up with. Right. Because they're, I mean, they're in some cases they're real losers, like Beto. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beto is a loser. That's he's a professional loser. The guy's a perfect example of failing up. Yes. Uh, I would add only that if Tulsi Gabbard were to jump to a third party run and pair up with a, a, a solid libertarian, somebody that's conservative but has a socially liberal attitude, mm-hmm. say me. I like that. I would just see if I could get away with that. I'll put that out there. Gabbard Crystal. I'm just saying, Gabbard Crystal 2020. That could work. Right. Uh, Gabbard and somebody believable. (laughs) That could work. But uh, because she would pull people, uh, she'd get the Never Trumpers Mm -hmm. from the right. Right. Uh, She'd pull people who are on the right because the Democrats offer nothing. Right. You know, some of them, people like, I'm not a Never Trumper, but I'm a Trumper because the Democrats are, are retarded. Right. And she'd get a fair number of the Democrats, you know, the people that we talked about, the people that those, and it's a dwindling number, but there, there'd be, and you know, the people that are like, well, I may be a liberal, but I haven't completely lost my mind yet. And then also she's hot. I was going to say there'd be the guys who go, Ooh, I'm voting for her. Voting for her. Cause she's hot. And if you, by the way, ladies, if you listen to the program. Hi, welcome to the last pod on the right. If you think for one second that there aren't a whole crap ton of men in this country who would vote for Tulsi Gabbard based entirely on how she looks in her exercise videos, ha ha, yeah, we freaking would. Highly mistaken. Yeah, because they will, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not saying I would or wouldn't. I'm saying, <laughs> come on. No, oh, yeah, those guys that, are definitely there. But. That could be a potential thing. But I will point out to you. Gabbard Crystal 2020. A Gabbard third-party run might have some legs, much like Tulsi does. It would. <laughs> wow. But it would, uh, it, it would definitely. It would be a shakeup. And it would definitely be a boost for Trump. I mean, it would guarantee well, that Trump would, would not Well, she would pull the never-Trumpers, but he's not going to get them anyway. He's not going to get them anyway. And it would pull enough people away from well, the, the, the far left. The Democrat media complex is already calling her a Russian asset because she stood up to Hillary. So I right. think we can guarantee that, yeah, oh, yeah, she she would. They'd go after her. Big, you think they're after her now if she pulled a stunt like that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's worth noting that the moment she stood up to Hillary, the moment she stood up to Hillary. Mm-hmm. OK, it wasn't when she stood up to the other people on the stage. She nuked. Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah, she did. Nobody nuked her. Nothing. And they let it go. They let it go. They, she, Harris was mad. Harris's people were mad. But everybody was like, oh, wow. That was ugly. <laughs> she just I mean, that was a flat-out beatdown right, <laughs> right there. You know, if she gets into it with the rest of these clowns on stage, that's one thing. They, but when she stood up to Hillary Clinton, <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. And that tells you why they're in the trouble that they're in. Because Hillary Clinton can't accept the fact that she lost, and she's still pissed about it. She is still pissed. And she's still running the show. Uh, yep. And right. don't think for one second that she's not. But I would <laughs> add to that, the average American, here's another reason this won't work. And we're going to get to James Younger and science fiction in a minute here. There's another reason it won't work. The average American, and we talked about this just a minute ago, 
What's the first thing you think about? Like, okay, what do I have to do today? You got to work, baby. Right. You got to make that paper Mm -hmm. so you can pay your bills, so you can do stuff. Americans judge their own lives by the stuff, right? right? I mean, do I have a roof over my head? Are the lights on? Can I watch TV? How, what does my TV look like? My, you know, my car, does it run? Can I afford gas, groceries, whatever? That's a full-time job. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've got your full-time job. That's your job. And you do that because your, your other full-time job is making sure that everything, you know, all your crap is together. Mm -hmm. You don't have time. No, nobody really does. The average American does not have time to devote to to trying to stay with the Democrats, deep state, impeachment, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Right. It's just, even if you're a Democrat, you just don't have that kind of time. I mean, Adam Schiff and the reporters at the New York Times, they're Democrats, okay? They have the time. That's what they're doing. That's not what they're paid to do, but that's what they're doing. Fine. They have that time. You don't. There is no way the Democrat Party can continue their deep state shenanigans, their bogus impeachment charade, and trying to prop up probably Elizabeth Warren, maybe Joe Biden, probably not Bernie, unless, you know, well, they've been unless prop- Lipitor really is a miracle drug. <laughs> I'll say they've been propping him up the past <laughs> couple weeks, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's just a trick of the embalming fluid, but oh, oh. oh. But there's no way they can do it all. And keep in mind, you know, we're a year out, but we're still a year out. 12 months is a long damn time to try all of, to keep all of this going. Can you imagine trying to come up with 56, there's 56 weeks until election 2020. Mm. 56 new fake scandals they're going to have to dredge up. They're about once a week that they do it. They're out about once a week. Right. Uh, no way can they do that and prop up a, a, a stinker of a presidential campaign at the same time. No way. Nope. Just putting that out there. And uh, and that's the bottom line, because Ben Crystal said so, yo. <laughs> well, I just, it all, and it all ties together, because it's increasingly hard to believe these people. It's almost like they're a joke. Right, and, you know, right. you've got AOC and Ilhan Omar and, Bert and, you know, the rest of these lunatics, the Gal Qaeda squad, pulling the party to the left with no intellectual merit whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You've got your presidential candidates who are all buffoons. Right. And you've got your your fake deep state operatives, essentially, and you called it treason. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's close. Mm-hmm. And you've got your fake impeachment charade, and you've got to get somebody into the White House. If I'm if I'm the Democrats, I'm starting to wonder whether or not I'm going to hold on to the House House next fall. That's true too. At some point, Americans are going to go. And keep in mind, they don't know this because they live in their bubble and they think everybody's just like them. Part of the advantage of having the blinders on. Is it makes you you know very task oriented, but it also means you don't see anything else that's happening. They're all about this stuff. They got their blinders on. They think everybody's just like them. The overwhelming majority of Americans either don't share their attitudes or are too busy to to care this yeah, much. Right. So I, if I'm concerned, if if I'm an average American and I'm on the fence and I look at what these guys have done over the past couple of years, I'm going to go. I voted for these people to represent my best interests in my congressional district in yeah. Washington, not to pretend to play impeachment games in a skiff in the in the in the Capitol basement. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not. I I don't know what Adam Schiff's constituents expect from him. I can't imagine it's much, but it can't be this. I don't know. That put that out there. I want to move. I just we're running out of time, and I wanted to get to James Younger. 
because this is ba- bananas. This isn't bananas. This is the whole jungle. Right. They, by the way, they've gagged the case now, so Dad can't talk about it. But he will have a say in future it's medical dope. decisions. Um, a nine, a seven-year-old kid. There is no way in the world that a seven-year-old kid can possibly understand the ramifications of gender reassignment surgery. Yeah. A mom wants to have his genitals removed. She want to chemically castrate the kid. That is insane and it's abuse. And that child should be Texas defects, should grab that kid out of that house immediately. Even if dad turns out to be a bad, I don't know. I don't understand the nuances of their relationship. I don't know what happened. I know that the father is the father and they used a surrogate because the mother's eggs weren't good. Whatever. Fine. That happens. I don't know, but even if dad is not a suitable home, that kid, they got to get that kid out of that house. Yes. I mean, think of, even if the kid gets to be 18 and is like, I'm still a girl. You know what? Once you're on your own, you're an adult. You have finished the growing phase physically and mentally. Right. You can make your own damn decision. Fine. You want to go, you want to go mutilate yourself because you feel like a girl on the inside personally think it's nuts but and i absolutely do not think that my tax dollars should ever pay for it no hell no but go ahead but seven years old if the kid i when my niece was seven there was a period of time that it, that she thought she was a a, a princess like cinderella mm-hmm. okay um they did not dye her hair blonde okay she didn't get to do that because right. you're seven i'm seven year old you think you know, i'm a horse today you know whatever Right, you're gonna get right. out of horseectomy, right? I mean, you well, can't. What, you're gonna you're gonna surgically, physically mutilate this child. I didn't. I, a seven know, year old. I, I, when by the time that kid's I eight, was, it's not gonna remember anything that he liked when he was seven. Right. I was out eating dirt at seven years old. My mom did not equate me to an earthworm. Okay, you were eating dirt. Well, what? wasn't everybody? I mean, I mean, you did. No. Oh, well, you, oh, shut up! You know you were. Dirt? Well, you know, I mean, no. just, well, I mean, getting but dirty. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you're seven. You don't know. You don't know you anything. Don't know. This is, and I, I, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. We're wrapping up. We are going to run out of time here. But I wanted to make sure I got to this. Texas defects. I know the governor's looking into it. If you know somebody there or whatever, get that kid out of that house. Immediately. Get that kid out of that house because any minute that he is alone with his mother where they're not supervised, that child is in danger. Yep. Period. I agree. Not even an acceptable choice. See, all all of this is just... I mean, we the, talked the, about the... the uh, uh, a couple of months back, they had the whole thing with the transgender athletes. And I'm like, okay, it's a dude competing as a girl. And there's a cyclist this week. Oh, I know, the cyclist. Cyclist and set the world record. Well, that's because record. it's a guy! Yeah, and came out afterward and said, if you don't understand why this is important and I am a woman, then you're transphobic. I'm like... Okay, you know what? Enough with the phobics. There's no such thing as transphobic. No. I don't care if you want to... If you want to be... If you're a guy and you want to be a girl, do it. Seriously. Don't compete against other women, though. Let's That's crap. You shouldn't be able to do that. fool ourselves into thinking that that is a woman competing on even footing with other women. No. What the guy. long-term ramifications of this will be that women's professional sports will be destroyed. Yep. Because guys that aren't good enough to compete with the boys... I mean, like we talked about, we I think we used golf as, as an analogy. The 350th best play golfer on the men's tour in the world, okay? That's a good golfer. Mm-hmm. Let me point out to you, if you think golf is easy, it's not. A guy that's ranked 350 in the world may never win the British Open 
but he's a damn good golfer. Right. You put him on the women's tour, he wins every single week. Right. You take a guy who is riding the bench in the NBA and you put him in the WNBA, he is he makes Michael Jordan look like Greg Odom. Yep. Okay. I mean, I, I all of the I mean even this week Johnson and Johnson announced that uh, always. Oh, cuz they're going to they're taking the female symbol off of the package because they're getting, you know, people have been protesting them because, because it's it, because, because they say they if you're say transgender. That, it hurts your feelings. Well, yeah, the well, they say not all not all women menstruate and not all people who menstruate are women. OK, first part was true. The first part was true. You're right. The first part is true. The, the second, second part, part is, is science. It's science. It's, Fiction. That's what I've been saying. I'm like, I, you. I want to meet this guy who is menstruating. Yeah, seriously, because it's I not happening. This because it's science. This is what we're talking about, and it's <sighs> like this thing with James Younger. Stop this. Stop. Stop this. I, you know, do whatever the hell you want with your packaging for your female menstruation. I don't give a crap. Fine. You want to do that? Fine. Virtue signal to whomever you want. Fine. Go ahead. It's your stuff. Okay. Right. You make your products however you want to make them. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I, you put whatever you want on the package, but if you start mutilating little kids, kids it's because something. you think you're making a statement for transgenderism everywhere, the mere fact that you think you're making a statement that that even factored into your uh, your logic, yeah, is the only thing that should matter when it comes to the well being of a seven year old. Is the well-being of the seven-year-old. Right. If politics are in any way involved, then the seven-year-old, there is no possible way for the seven-year-old's best interests to be in anybody's heart. Nope. They're, they're going to kill this kid is what's going to happen. Yep. And then they're going to say it was because Trump somehow or whatever. It'll be like Ilhan Omar this week. She had the story about the nine-month-old that died because it didn't get the Medicaid, and it turned all, it turned out that the kid's alive and well and a happy four-year-old because he got the medical care he needed. <laughs> And it's like, well, whoopsie. Whoops. But it, well, they always do that. You know how the Democrats are. They right. get caught lying, and it's like, well, it never happened. Nah. All right, we have run out of time here, my friends. Uh, we had a great one this week. I thought this was good stuff. I mean, compared to the usual quality you've come to expect from the last pod on the right, this was I, I, not awful. You've got me all fired up now <laughs> here at the end, boy. Mikey's going to go out there and eat nails. Boy, don't, I was supposed to say, don't get, if you're in front of me while I'm driving home this afternoon, you might want to get the hell out of the way. All right, yeah, Mikey's going to be in the left lane. <sighs> so don't be that guy. To all of my friends, uh, to all of you, my friends, whether you are uh, with us or against us, we were certainly glad to have you here on the last pod on the right. Whether you joined us at the last stop on the right.com or uh, uh, through our good friends at KLRN Radio, America's podcast network is KLRNradio.com. Uh, and any of the podcasting platforms of which this podcast is available, and that includes all of them that I've ever heard of. And a couple I haven't even necessarily heard. Wait, I've never even heard of that before. We're on it. That's cool. Glad to have you here. Uh, don't forget, check out our website, laststopontheright.com. Don't forget, check out our social media. We are on Twitter, at LastStopOTR, and on Facebook, which uh, which I'm starting to enjoy more again. Right. More than Twitter, anyway. Uh, there is a Last Stop on the Right Facebook group. We encourage you to make your voice heard there. Yep. Make your voice heard there. Always contact us. Uh, to the hog man, you to man. I did not get to his stuff this week. He had some good stuff. We just got so riled and we ran out of time. That doesn't mean we don't love you, Bill. Because we do. Except if you're a Packers fan. But like, well, whatever. Okay, nobody's perfect. 
Nope. You're, you're, a, right. you're a Vikings fan. What are you even doing? We won. This is not a fight I think you want to pick. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Two words. Kirk Cousins. Thanks very much. But to all of you, my friends, we have had a great time. Always make sure you share it. Tell your friends. Come join us here at the last pod on the right. Until next week, my friends, I'm Ben Crystal. I am non-menstruating Mike. <laughs> It is not me that's doing that. Okay, I just, I, we'll go with that. Y'all keep them in the short grass. <laughs> See ya. We out.